Hello, everyone. Welcome to Cody's Car Conundrum. I'm your host, Cody Wagner. No duh, right? Here we discuss everything from car news, culture, movies, stories, games, interviews, events, and so much more. Without further delay, on with the show. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. Today, we actually have some immediate news of the new Opel Astra, which kind of caught me off guard, but I'm really interested to see what they've done. So, 2022 Opel Astra has Stellantis underpinnings and a bold new face. Let's get into it. This is the all-new 2022 Opel Astra, and to say it is a radical departure from its predecessor would be an understatement. Even that would be an understatement? Okay, okay, let's see. The new Astra, also sold as a Vauxhall in the UK, shares its EMP2 platform with other Stellantis models, including the Peugeot 308. Opel slash Vauxhall will sell the new Astra with a handful of different petrol, diesel, and FEV powertrains. Sitting at the base of the range is a 1.2-liter turbocharged three-cylinder petrol engine available in 108 horsepower and 128 horsepower configurations. A turbocharged four-cylinder diesel with 128 horsepower is also offered. These petrol engines all come standard with a six with a six-speed manual transmission, but customers can opt sorry, can spec out an eight-speed automatic. As for the plug-in hybrids, or FEVs, the entry-level variant comes with a 1.6-liter turbocharged four-cylinder petrol engine delivering 148 horsepower with a 109, electric, uh, 109 horsepower electric motor, creating a combined 107, no, that's a combined 278 horsepower. That's getting with the program, and this, this isn't even a fast model. 278 horsepower, and it's not even like a GTI or a GLI or anything like that. Okay, I like that. The flagship FEV model pairs the same 109 horsepower electric motor with a 178 horsepower version of the 1.6 liter turbo 4, producing a combined 222 horsepower. What? So how is it that a 148 horsepower 1.6 liter turbocharged four-cylinder engine with a 109 horsepower electric motor creates a combined 178, only 178 horsepower, and then if you get a more powerful version of the 1.6 liter turbo 4, you get a combined 222 horsepower. Shouldn't it be more than that? Like, that, why is that so low? Both models have an all-electric range of approximately 31 miles and are connected to a 12.4 kilowatt hour lithium-ion battery pack. Looking beyond the engines, the new, the new Opel Astra is 4,374 millimeters or 172.1 inches long, which is 4 millimeters or 0.15 inches longer than its predecessor. It is also 51 millimeters or 2 inches wider than the old Astra at 1,860 millimeters or 73.2 inches and stands at 1,470 millimeters or 57.8 inches tall, 15 millimeters or 0.59 inches lower than before. Opel has also stretched the wheelbase by 13 millimeters or 0.5 inches to 2,700, no, 2,675 millimeters or 105.3 inches. The exterior design is a radical departure from the old Astra and similar to some other new Opel slash Vauxhall products. The front end is characterized by matrix LED headlights that are connected by a piece of gloss black trim. There are also small fog lights neatly incorporated into the bumper. Viewed from the side, the black pillars and roof immediately catch the eye, as does the angular C-pillar that is body-colored. I want to say the face is standard Opal affair, so what, what, there was an Opal I did a while ago, and it had the name of an older model, I can't remember what it was, but it was a crossover. This has that face, this has the standard Opal face. Not to say that that's a bad thing though, I actually like it a lot, I think Opal, like Voxel is, or sorry, like Volvo, 
has found a design language that's pretty hard to mess up. Let's move to the interior though. Significant changes have also been made in the cabin. For example, there is a 10-inch digital instrument cluster and a 10-inch infotainment screen that dominate the dashboard. The 2022 Astra also features a unique three-spoke steering wheel and features a tiny shifter incorporated into the transmission tunnel. If there was a transmission in that tunnel. Among the key options include a heads-up display and a 360-degree camera. Opel has yet to announce pricing details for the 2022 Astra. So, the looks. As I said, I enjoy the front end. I think it looks really, really good. Like, very mature, very, honestly, very opal. So, I, I like that a lot. Here's another front end photo, another front end photo. Yeah, honestly, I'm, I'm liking it more and more each photo I see it in. The side looks a little too formulaic for the EMP2 platform. Like, it looks, it appears to be a slightly different Peugeot 308 to me. And I like the Peugeot 308, and I like the new Astra, but I, I think I can see where the similarities are, and that's a little unfortunate. I would have hoped for a slightly more unique side profile, but it is also a hatchback, so how different could it really be? But I do like that the A pillar and the B pillar and the roof line, not the C pillar, uh, all look different. Or I say look different, not look different, but they're blacked out, so it's kind of a two-tone which seems to be, again, standard Opel affair for, for today. It's got a huge gas cap, though, from what I'm seeing. It's also got a gas cap on both sides, so that must be one for the hybrid for the hybrid powertrain and then one for the gas powertrain, but it's huge. It's like a, a good 10 inches in width, maybe 12. It's almost like a foot long. It's really, at the very least, that's how it appears in the photos. It seems to be huge. The rear end, though, I like it. The only thing I dislike is how small the rear window seems to be because Opel's added this like faux rear spoiler. It's, it covers, at the edges, it covers the rear window and then the rear window is really, really short. It's not tall and then it's all, and then it's raked to kind of go along with the C-pillar. So all of that combined means that rear visibility doesn't, doesn't look like, viewing from the outside, it doesn't look like it's gonna be all that good. And then that C pillar looks like it's going to be massive. So your blind spot at the very back of the car, from sitting from the inside, might be a bit, might be a bit big. That is what it is. But I do, I do like the rear design of the car, though the rear fascia, I like the taillights. Though they're a bit simple. Like once again, it's just a line, and then it goes down. It's like a, it's an upside down L. So again, not very. I just, to me, it's just not very creative. It's just kind of boring. I mean, it looks good. It's executed wonderfully, but. From a design standpoint, it's really, really simple and a bit boring to me. It's like every other every other car that's coming out, or even some that have already come out. It's just, where where's the creativity? Like the racetrack taillights. What, the racetrack taillights? Mustang taillights? That sort of thing. It's just, I would have hoped for something a little bit more distinctive. Because to me... It's just not that distinctive. It's fairly normal. And to be fair, I said the same thing about the new Grand Cherokee L, where it's just a horizontal bar for taillights. I wanted something. I, I wish they, in the Grand Cherokee's case, and even in the Opal's case here, I wish they went for a more unique taillight design because it's just too, it's too simple. It's too easy. It's like, I'm, I can't draw to save my life, and even I could have drawn that. It's just a horizontal line and then a drop down on the sides. 
I would say like a boomerang, but it's not curved like that, so it doesn't really work. But yeah. Again, I like the rear fascia design, and I sort of like the taillight design. It's just, it's too simple, though. Way, 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 way too simple. It needs to be, it needs to be more distinctive. It needs to be more unique, because it isn't really right now. I will say, though, with all the creases, with all the creases and character lines they've got going on in this car, they have created a really nice set of haunches on this car, on the rear of this car. Add some dimension. And to be fair, they even have some shoulders at the front. It's only, it's kind of only visible in some photos, but the rear, yeah. Definitely gives the rear some shape, so I like that a lot. Moving to the interior, where are the air vents? So, have, if you've ever seen a current Mercedes interior, like a current E-Class interior or a current S-Class interior, and you know how they have like that double screen, so you have the gauge cluster screen and the central infotainment screen, and they're kind of connected, although, if I remember correctly, they're not connected-connected because there's still a little space in the middle where the screens don't actually, where they don't actually connect. They're, they're touching, but... They don't overlap. Yeah, Opal did the same thing here, except here they've actually slanted the central the central infotainment screen towards the driver, though it is still connected. So it's sort of like having a three monitor setup, but nowhere near as nowhere near as extreme. And then on the left side of the driver near the door, they have this weird black surface with some slits in it. I don't know what that's for, but Overall, this, this is a very modern interior, like re almost futuristic looking with the screens and the lack of the... I say lack of air vents. Obviously, there are air vents. They're just not that... They're not that prevalent like they are in most modern cars. And, you know, that that fact about it being modern isn't really a good thing to me. Or, I, I say modern. With it being futuristic, is not really a good thing to me because it's, it's pretty much just screens and a few redundant controls uh, below the central infotainment screen. It's just kind of boring. It's almost, it's almost like it has the, this car has the interior of a pod, of a pod vehicle. You know, all those future, futuristic renderings and the vehicle is basically like something out of the Jetsons, except it doesn't fly. Yeah, this is kind of reminiscent of that to me. And that is to say, it's a bit boring. It, as far as the materials go, though, it looks beautiful, nice and premium. But the design itself just looks kind of boring, kind of flat and... I would say I'd have to see it in the flesh. I'm not going to see it in the flesh, unfortunately. I'd love to, but that's not going to happen. But yeah, I really... I wish they did a little bit more with the interior design and made it less about the screens because it seems like a fairly dull interior, but I suppose that's par for the course. Yeah, I mean, it's simple. It's fairly minimalist. I just wish that the screens didn't take up most of... at the very least appear to take up most of the design as they do right now, as far as where they spend most of their, spend most of their effort, but, yeah, overall, I'd say 6.5 out of 10, I like it, I like it a lot, I really like the face, I like the rear end a bit, I think rear, vis rear visibility, though, might be a little bit challenged, I mean, yeah, you're gonna have a backup camera, but if you don't want to use that, or if it breaks, or if it's dirty, you might have a problem, and then the interior, I wish it had a little bit more personality, it's a little sterile, it's a little bit sterile to me, but yeah, I like it. I just wish they did a few things differently. Anyway, though, what do you guys think of the new Opal Astra? Do you think it's okay? Do you think it's actually really nice? Do you like the interior? Let me know. 
If you enjoyed, though, please like the episode, share the episode, and follow the podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, please like, comment, share, and consider subscribing. And if you do subscribe, hit the little notification bell, and then all notifications so that you're notified every time I upload. If you want to listen to this podcast on the road, but you don't have or want the Podbean mobile app, hey, no problem. Boot up wherever you get your podcast, type in Cody's Car Conundrum, and then choose the episode you want to listen to. I will see you all next time. You've just listened to me probably ramble about some cars, if I'm being honest. If you've enjoyed me passionately talking about lumps of metal on wheels, then why don't you follow me on Twitter at Cody Carr, C-O-N-U-N-D-R-M, or check out my website, www.codyscarconundrum.com, for articles and other car-related content. If you have any questions or would like to become a sponsor, send an email to drtaffy777 at gmail.com and put sponsor in the subject line. Make sure to follow me here or any other platform so you don't miss out on more full-throttle content. Thanks for listening. I'll see you all in the next episode.